0: Welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I have a fun few things that I want to chat about first. One of them being that it is the one year anniversary of this podcast, which is a full circle moment because I remember back in July of 2020, it was like some like random summer night, like middle of the pandemic and I was like, I Snapchat my best friend and I said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast in 2020. And like, that was all I said. And then I hopped onto IG like 10 minutes later and I was scrolling. And one of my favorite podcasters was like, hey, I'm doing this intro level course. Like who wants to join? And I sent her a DM, a voice memo. And I was like, yo, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, how it's going to work out, but like fill me in on the deets. And not even two seconds later, I had enrolled for the course and it was easily the best thing that i've ever done because i have grown so much personally and also have grown this community of you listening and I truly would not be here right now if it weren't for you you know whether you're driving down the highway listening on your way to work or you're walking around with your dog outside and you have me in your ears wherever you are at whatever season you are in like I owe it all to you and I have so much gratitude for you being here and whether this is your very first episode and you're new here or you've been listening since day one episode one I wouldn't show up week after week if it weren't for you so I appreciate you and I love you guys so freaking big. But let's dive into today's episode because it's going to be juicy and it's going to be good and we're going to go deep. And I really, really want you to just like tune in and, you know, just really get focused on what it is that we're talking about today. And if you read the podcast episode title, you're probably like, okay, Mick, why are we talking about Band-Aids and what in the actual F does that have to do with personal growth? And at the time of this episode recording, I am two days post completing a program called 75 Hard and me and my best friend Liz did an entire podcast episode on it. So I will link it in the show notes, or you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more about what the program exactly is. But one of my biggest takeaways is what I want to talk about today, and that is this concept of Band-Aids. And when I think about Band-Aids that we put on life events, emotions, people, feelings, to-do list items, whatever it might be, It is similar to, think back to when you were like a younger version of yourself and you were at the pool and it was like a warm summer day and you were running around the pool deck and your mom or your dad or whoever, the lifeguard kept yelling at you like quit running, quit running and you didn't quit running, you kept running and then you fall and you scrape your knee and you're like sobbing hysterically and then your mom comes in or your dad comes in or whoever comes in and puts a bandit on it and you're like healed. You're like happy or like ready to jump back in the pool and get in the water with your friends and you're in the pool and the bandaid falls off and it's just like life. When we put band-aids on problems, when we run and hide from emotions, feeling, people, all of the things, we don't ever actually spend time with what's going on. And I learned this through 75HARD specifically around emotions and uncomfortable conversations and drinking and alcohol and just coping mechanisms that aren't always so positive when it comes to facing our problems, comes to facing our fears. And I've learned very quickly that that's a problem that we're facing as a society. Is instead of facing reality and what is happening internally or externally, dealing with the hard, uncomfortable emotions, the hard conversations, we run, we numb, we shove it down, we keep pushing it off day after day, hoping that it goes away. And maybe it does go away for a while, but it's not going to stay away forever. And I think about just this Amazon Prime instant gratification kind of world that we live in where this has become our standard. We look for quick fixes, but instead of actually getting to the root of the problem or to the root of what we're feeling and really carving out the time to spend time with ourselves, we put a band-aid on a problem to quote-unquote solve it for the the short term. And then a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, sometimes even a couple years passes by and the problem weighs heavier and louder than ever before. And I think that we numb through doing nothing, by simply just sitting there avoiding the uncomfortable things through drinking to cover emotions, through avoiding life's to-do lists and filling it with fluffy, mindless things instead, avoiding hard, uncomfortable conversations and pretending that it's all going to be okay when you know damn well that you have something in your heart that you want to say, but you just won't say it. We avoid um, uncovering and spending time with past traumas and We have to go deep with ourselves and you're only ever going to go as deep with others as you do with yourself. So if you live in this state where you're constantly numbing, where you're constantly pretending, where you're constantly fighting against yourself, you're never going to go that deep with anybody else because it's something so much deeper than what's just the surface level and there was so many different instances where I learned this about myself in 75 hard and I learned where the band-aids are in my own life and it was honestly really uncomfortable at first to be like holy cow like Me drinking a bottle of wine after a tough shift is not the way to cope with a tough shift. Me avoiding uncomfortable conversations by just not seeing the person or not reaching out to the person is not going to fix how I feel. And it might for the short term, but guess what? You're going to wake up tomorrow morning and the problem is still going to be there. The emotions are still going to be there. And there was days where stuff in my like personal life just felt so heavy that I just wanted to drink the night away. And then I realized that the more that we run, the louder that it gets, the more that we put Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid, the heavier it feels. And maybe you can relate. You're in a season where everything feels heavy, where you would rather do nothing at all than even try to face your own emotions, where you would rather have the quick fix than to put in the work, where you find yourself pretending to be happy. But yet each night when you go to lay your head on your pillow before bed, you still feel this just like ounce this morsel of regret or this just dissatisfaction with life and you just keep pretending you keep buying yourself more time you keep pushing it down you keep telling yourself that it's going to be okay that when you wake up tomorrow it's going to be different and the reality is is if you don't spend time with the root and get deep with yourself then you're not going to find that growth and you're not going to cultivate that growth that you want. And I was reading one of my personal development books the other day and it was this quote that was, getting to know yourself is to unknow yourself. You have to let go of the limiting stories and beliefs that you've always told yourself. The ones that leave you feeling trapped and stuck. The ones that you've always put band-aids over before and now are coming back heavier and harder than ever. You have to make the shift of getting to the root, so you can live your life now and not in the narrative that you have been telling yourself. And I think there is a handful of reasons that you might choose band-aids over facing reality. And a couple of them are fear, lack of space, and identity crisis, and those three things I think are all one in the same. But we can kind of pick them apart a little bit one by one and. I really want you to think about what fear means to you. And fear is a basic human emotion that protects us. It's the body's natural response to what it sees as a threat. And when your body feels fear, it releases a hormone that sharpens your function to take action. You know, think of your stereotypical, you see a bear, your body goes into flight or flight mode, and you can either fight the bear or you can run. And when you're in that situation where it's like you versus the bear, your body is just trying to help you survive. Those hormones that your body releases are telling you to do something. And that is when fear is helpful, is when it's, you're in survival mode essentially and it's telling you to either go or fight, right? But fear is not helpful when it keeps you paralyzed, when it makes you shut down. Instead of doing something, you do absolutely nothing. And when it becomes a quote-unquote coping mechanism to numb or hide instead of face what's in front of you. And Fear puts us, like I said, fear puts us in survival mode. It blocks out free-flowing creativity where we're able to create a magnitude of options for ourselves, But when you live in a constant state of fear, when you are always stuck on survival mode, you can't see things differently. Therefore, you can't do things differently. And maybe you fear what the uncomfortable conversation will result in. You fear what your own emotions are going to tell you. You fear what others will think of you. You fear what you might lose out on. And in order to get to the root of the bigger picture, you have to look at fear as a way to guide you and... Your fear is something that you have to name. You have to call your shot on your fear. You have to call your fear out and acknowledge it for what it is. Because a lot of times, it's not the simple things that you fear. It's the deeper, scarier, harder, more uncomfortable things that you fear. And you have to focus on the truth of what your fears are telling you. Is it actually the uncomfortable conversation that you fear Or is it that maybe you're going to lose somebody in your life that's always been a part of it? Is it actually the fear of losing your job? Or is it the fear of losing the identity that you place on yourself? Holding that job. And so when you really look at the truth of the fear and realize that it can be a guiding source for you, it can present you with opportunities to learn about yourself. It can present you with opportunities to reach out and ask for help. It can present you with opportunities for growth. And you know that I am in a constant state of growth and I am rooting you on to be in a constant state of growth. Because when you know better, you do better. When you know more about yourself, when you allow yourself to get more in tune with your feelings and your emotions and your fears and what they're telling you, you can use that as a guide light to keep moving forward. And I learned through 75 hard that I was not giving myself the space or the time that I needed to spend with my problems. So instead, I was doing that quick fix, band-aid type of thing. I was telling myself that I would have the conversation next week or when the timing was more convenient. Telling myself that, you know, I would start going to therapy once I got my life figured out or I got settled here in North Carolina. But here I am, I've been here for two years almost, and I'm still avoiding that because I know that it's gonna make me uncomfortable and as when we avoid these uncomfortable things and we don't give ourselves the space or the time to spend with it that it it's going to catch up with you eventually and you can't keep running and you can't keep hiding forever and i think it's important that you look at your next week your next couple of days and ask yourself, how can how can I spend time sitting in silence? How can I spend time getting to know myself better? How can I spend time being just one with myself? And in a world where we are so busy, we were busy as a badge of honor, we pride ourselves on how many things we have going on in our lives, on how much we have to do in our to-do list, that we forget that that space is a necessity to cultivate the person that we want to become because without space and without time you're always running on overdrive you're always running to the next thing and you're never actually spending that time that you need with yourself and it can be hard and uncomfortable and confusing when you think about identity crisis because a lot of times I see people place their identity on a relationship on a career on an accolade And then they fear losing that. And with that quote-unquote loss, they lose who they are. And so you have to figure out who it is that you want to be and what that highest version of yourself looks like and how you can take full ownership for that. Because the perception of other people and how they view you is not your responsibility. And your identity is not placed in the amount of work that you do or the amount of money that you have. Your identity is shaped through actions and through belief patterns and through the narratives that you're telling yourself. And so learning to pick apart each of those things and really digest and figure it out, figure out who it is that you want to be and who it is that you were meant to be. Because I deeply believe that we each have a bigger purpose on this planet than we give ourselves credit for, than we give ourselves space for. And I think that there are so many people who continue to play small because they're fearful of what other people are going to say. And I saw this quote the other day. Uh, What was it? I saw it on Instagram and it was so good. I'm going to have to pause this and I'm going to have to go get the quote because I need to know. (laughs) Okay, insert awkward pause. Not really because I just... Anyways, but the quote was, are you confused or are you afraid? And like that just spoke to my soul because so often people say, I just don't know what I want or where I'm going. And honestly, I call bullshit. You know exactly what you want. You know exactly where you're going and you know exactly what's on your heart. You're just afraid of what other people are gonna think of you. You're just afraid of maybe not getting it right the first time. And I want you to call that fear for what it is. And like I said, use it as a guiding source, like a little light on a lighthouse to guide you to what comes next. Because you know what you want. You know what excites you. You know what is important to you but you're just too afraid to call your shot. You're too wrapped up in how others see you or how others might see you, this identity crisis of who you are now and where you're going. And I know for me, that's been like a really tough transition season is fully embracing and accepting that who I am right now is not who I'm gonna be six months from now, a year from now, but every single day I am making forward progress on becoming that person. And if you have said goal on your heart, said dream on your heart, and you don't feel like you're quote-unquote qualified for it yet, know that you're probably not qualified for it yet where your two feet stand. But you get qualified by putting in your reps, by taking action, because confidence is built through repetition. And for me, that looks like knowing that every single day, that I even make the slightest increment forward on what my future goals are, I'm becoming that person. And six months, a year from now, I'm going to look back to where I am right now recording this podcast episode and say, I am so damn proud of you for showing up. And so I really want you to think about that feeling and realize that you can not achieve that without being where your two feet stand now. So I want you to ask yourself, what are the areas in your life where you're slapping on a band-aid and just hoping that you figure it out later? Where is an area in your life where you're not spending enough time listening to your own feelings and emotions to really get to the root of what's going on, to create a sustainable plan to move forward? And how can you name your fear for what it actually is and spend time figuring out how to overcome it? So that way the next time that fear comes up, you won't be so quick to slap a bandaid on it. And we live in a mediocre society where people get by, where people pretend, where people just live quote unquote okay. And I heard this quote the other day that I wanted to leave with you. Some people die at 25 and get buried at 70. And hello, reality check. As hard and as uncomfortable as life can be, I'm walking away from 75 hard with a newly found knowledge about how I cope, how I communicate or the lack thereof, how I cover my own emotions without actually facing them. It's the skeletons in the closet that always resurface. Fear is what put a lot of skeletons in the closet for me, not dealing with past trauma, combos, old relationships, emotions, etc., and fear of what they would bring about in my life. And I really hope that this episode hit home with you. It made you realize the areas in your own life where maybe you aren't giving yourself that space, where you're mixing up your identity with who you are now and who you wanna become, but also who you were as a previous version of you and I don't want you to feel down or bad if you are somebody who is running on overdrive, who is slapping band-aids on all of your problems because you're never behind. It's not too late to start taking ownership because a lot of times we think that the future happens later. It's coming tomorrow, it's coming next week, it's coming next month, it's coming next year, but you're creating your future right now. You're creating your future every single day in your own mind. And so what do you want the future version of you to look like? And what kind of things does she need to do to step into that version of herself? What kind of things does she need to start creating space and time to feel and process? And I know that 75 Hard didn't change me because of a program. It changed me because I made the commitment to change. Because I made the commitment to... Carve out time for myself every single day because I made the commitment to not drink for 75 days and I learned so much about myself. Because I made the commitment to strengthen the areas of my life and build the tools and the resources that I needed to help me be better at communicating, to help me be better at growth. And we're never done growing you're never done growing. You're in a constant state of growth and evolvement. And I really want you to leave today's episode with just holding on to that and reminding and remembering that you're creating your future right now.